2: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. VTW group void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and
2: conditions 18 plus. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com.
1: Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit mfm.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. It's Brandon Phoenix with Jeremy Phoenix. We're doing another edition of the Raspy Voice Kids podcast. Today's pop culture. We're talking about loan and money. Do you loan your friends money? Do you accept loans? Would you ask for a loan? Huh, friends and family, money issues. We're going to review the football game between James Madison University and our Mountaineers. The question, do we hate Dana? Hmm, If so, why? And of course, we're going to hit you with the why we hate Mizzou. All coming right for you. Raspberry voice kids RBK. Here we go, baby. You know, i no with me. You know, I'm no when I'm with me. <laughs> Just
0: at the pick up on
1: should you lend money to family or friends?
0: Ooh, that's a good question. Man, family and friends. Um, family, it depends on how close the family is. And what I mean is there is my immediate family that I would pretty much do anything for, for the most part. Um, close family. I got a few cousins that I consider close. And then there's a few cousins who are just like, as in um, DNA wise, just as close. Yeah. That wouldn't get a damn from me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think it depends on the person. It's a funny thing though. When you uh, decide to start lending people money because it changes relationships. Yep. Um, people, even if you're going to be the good one, even if you're going to be the straight up one, then it means the other person may be the one who feels entitled or overlooks or just expects. When you start dealing with money, it changes relationships. You got to be careful. This guy on moneycrashers.com says, I have lent money to friends and family. And
1: borrowed money from from friends and family. Neither situation worked out well. I learned a lot from both experiences. Most importantly, I learned that I'll never loan money to friend or family member again. And he gives the reasons. There are 10 reasons listed. 10 of them. One of the reasons, he says, is because they're open-ended loans. Which means, like, if you buy a car, you get 36 months, 70, 70, or, you know, 36 months, 48 months, 60, 72 months to pay the loan back. You know how long you have before that loan comes due. That's one of the things. You lend money to a family or friend,
0: typically you just give them the money. No, and 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 as much as you want to stipulate, "Hey, look, I'm I'm not giving this to you. I'm loaning it to you." It's funny how after a few weeks, that whole thing gets blurred. Yes. When they want to go to King's Island, when they want to stunt in a new pair of Jordans, and when they want to <laughs> go down to the beach, you looking on your Facebook like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: And then, it, then, like he says, and that's one of the points he makes, he, number four, it can make family gatherings awkward. Because after you've seen them on Facebook, on Instagram, stunting, styling, and profiling, then you got to see them in person, and you're like, don't you owe me? Yeah. And so that makes those situations awkward. Um, it also talked about it being difficult to ask for the money back. The loan becomes not a priority for the person because if you got bills to pay, what are you going to do? Let, you, let your lights get cut off or pay back your cousin that uh, can wait a few
0: more weeks? That's true. So that's the whole thing. It's not a priority. And the longer the loan goes, the more it drops on the priority list to pay it back. Yo, I have a question. Chime in. All right, so... Uh, Back to your uh, example, you're at a family gathering and you're like, hey, uh, don't you owe me money? I wasn't saying I would actually say that. (laughs) I I understand, but in that situation, would that be rude to ask for money? No. Nope. Uh, I don't think it's ever rude to ask for money. I guarantee you some family members are going to say, are you really going to ask that right now? I'm with Jordan. I think it's rude to ask out in public. If you had you had a private loan. Not in front of people. Not in front of people. But if I pull you to the side and say... Brother, you know you're supposed to pay me. Yeah, that's a different thing. If you have missed it, like if, if you have not been paying it and I see you, I can pull you aside and say, Hey, yeah, man. Um, so what's going on with the uh you know what I mean? Like I feel like I'm well within my rights. Because you were well, not, but certainly not at the card table. Oh no, no. Or yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the line. Playing <laughs> spades, like, hey, uh John, don't you owe me fifteen? No. Or when two people sitting there, I bet you twenty dollars. Uh, no, you won't. <laughs> Remember, you, <laughs> yeah, because you got the you got the extra you got the extra large with the cheese.
1: Okay, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, there's lots of things that go on with that. The biggest thing I think is what you said. It changes relationships. So unless your relationship is rock solid and it's not going to change no matter what, then I don't think you should loan the money. But the other thing, the piece of advice I've gotten in my life. That has been one of the most profound and powerful pieces of advice I've ever gotten is that if you, this person I know said if somebody asking for money, he just gives it to him. He doesn't do loans. So he never loans more money than he can afford to lose. And I think that's a good thing. Don't ever lend more money than you can afford to lose. Because otherwise, if you go into the situation expecting
0: to lose the money, then you're nowhere near salty when you actually lose the money. And you know what I hate? When I owe people money, and what I mean by owing people money is, you know, sometimes everybody buys a ticket. All right, I'll get everybody's ticket. See me, pay me, right? Yeah. I hate having to ask for the money when I get the ticket. So when people buy buy tickets for me or or buy whatever for me, the moment I see them, matter of fact, I was at work the other day. I forgot my wallet at home. I one of my dudes at work. I'm like, oh, man, let me let me get twenty. I'll give it back to you tomorrow. No big deal. He gave me twenty. The very next day when I saw him, the very first thing I did was reach in my pocket and give him the $20 because nothing is more, I don't know, I don't say cringeworthy, but it's, it's just uncomfortable than having to be and like, it's yo. Not your uh, fault. You shouldn't be in the position yeah, where yeah, you're hey, uh, Remember yesterday when I loaned you that money and you said you're going to pay me back? You know, like like don't do that. When you see, If you see somebody you owe money, give them the money.
1: Yep. You got anything else to say, Jordan? Have you ever been in a situation like this?
0: Not, not particularly. I'm still in that situation where I'm still trying to actually acquire money myself. But uh, I, I've, I've never had to borrow money from relatives. Although I won't be surprised if I have to at some point, or if some relative asks me for money. Yeah, you, you ever been burnt? I mean, burnt. Yeah, Sherman. <laughs> Did you lend him money? Yes. Sherman. Yes. Sherman. Yeah, oh, my me. God. He got me. He got Dude, me. I forgot about it. And yeah, he never yeah, gave he it got back?
1: Me. Nope. Never, never paid back. He got, got me. He you. got me.
0: Catch me on riding on chrome. Hit the clutch. Hit the gear. Hit the gas. And I'm going.
1: And guess what? I'm not salty. I was never mad about it because <laughs> I knew. I knew when it was coming out of my pocket, there
0: was a good chance it was never coming back. So I was all right with I it. I remember loaning Barrick money. This is back when none of us had any money. Not real money. I mean, we was working little jobs. we were like now seventeen, and uh, I remember loaning him money, and he didn't pay me back. And I can't remember how much it was, but he like gave me partial money back, like it was all good. And I was like, Nah, uh, no, <laughs> it's not. And we this got this is a percentage. We got in the biggest blowout fight. I remember it, we were over Cherie's house, the biggest blowout fight over it, and that's when I inspired him to change his life because he was in a uh, uh, bodybuilder catalog uh, magazines. No ounces of fat on him. I mean, I'm just telling you, like, when I say in great shape, in great shape, but back then, he was just hitting the gym. And I remember mean, we got the biggest blowout fight ever, and I remember hitting him with the, look at you, you go to the gym every day, and you barely look better than me. That's when it started. Jeremy I inspired ruthless. him. Jeremy ruthless. I inspired him to make a change. And just... Yeah, no, I want to say. It.
2: <laughs> is that is that really an inspiration though?
0: Yes, yeah, uh, yes. Because yes. the next time I saw him, like no, uh, not next time, but like four months later, he had a six pack and he had been grinding out. Now me and him went different paths, <laughs> very different paths. <laughs> but still, man, he got a six pack and you bought a six pack. Uh, no, okay, not, <laughs> he got the six pack, but you got the whole keg. Uh, yeah, that, okay.
1: Uh, anyway. <laughs> Let us know what you guys think <laughs> about borrowing money and lending money to friends or family. Is it okay or is it a no-go? Let us know. Wrap me, You want the dopest gear out? You want to look fresh while rocking the Mountaineer brands? The best thing to do is go to bookexchangewv.com. That's where you get the flyest apparel. The Book Exchange is going to hook you up for listening to the RVK. Use code RASPYVOICE, Raspy Voice. Code Raspy Voice when you go to BookExchangeWV.com to get the Flyest Mountaineer gear and souvenirs. The Raspy Voice Kids are brought to you in part by The Pizza Place in Morgantown. They have the official pepperoni roll of the Raspy Voice Kids. They are located at 3011 North Point Plaza in Morgantown, West Virginia. If you are in town near the mile ground, you got to get to the pizza place. It is the greatest pizza you will ever taste. I don't care what anybody says. Shout out to our boys, Mike and Luca. James Madison, the University of the Dukes, a worthy opponent, brought it FCS style actually brought it FBS style, I should say. It was a little scary for a little bit, Jeremy. How did you feel about the game?
0: I was excited to be out there tailgating the RVK, uh, red carpet debuting, uh, the step and go, taking pictures. So pregame was Morgantown style, RVK style. Everybody's stopping by, having a good time. Shout out to Jason Riggs and Lori Morgan. They put it down. This is what we couldn't wait for. College football season came. Um, the bad thing about it is the only thing that can quench your college football thirst the only thing is more college football. Yep. We're done with week one, and we already can't wait to Missouri. But this game for me, oh, man, you get in the stadium, uh, the fans were excited. I know every first game teams are excited, but for me it was a special feeling. Um, obviously, Neil Brown's first game, yep. the fans were excited. You could tell there was a buzz. There was a buzz amongst everybody. Uh, there was a lot of people with a buzz, to be honest, <laughs> more than a buzz. But the actual game, the game was good. Like I, for me, I felt like it kind of went pretty much what I expected. I didn't expect to go to blow the doors off of anybody, but I think we were solid in all aspects of the football game, which we'll get into. You felt we were solid in all aspects of the football game. There was one, excuse me. Um, there's one aspect I thought we weren't. There's everything else I felt like we were very solid. I thought I guess that's what I'm trying no, to say. That's not
1: true. I can name two things.
0: I know. All right, we're gonna that- talk about it right now. But let me let me just say, I just felt like all right, I guess what I'm trying to say is I felt like we were a well-coached team out there. That's why I felt.
1: Yeah, that without question, we were a well-coached team. One of the things that I liked the most was the were the adjustments that we made. I felt like we found holes in their secondary, we found better protections in the second half for passing. And we capitalized on that. I felt like Austin Kendall made the adjustments on his throws, got a little more comfortable, especially on some of those timing routes. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Um, he looked like a he looked like a starting quarterback. He looked like a QB one. What two
0: things were you gonna say that we weren't solid on? Run, run, run blocking. Okay.
1: And if you want to add the running backs in there, fine. But I believe it was run blocking primarily.
0: You got the lowest grade by pro football focus okay, and I agree. Of, all, of all the Anybody who watched the game will agree with that, 100%, yes. Well, a- and and the coaching staff even said it.
1: Yes, and we only averaged 1.4 yards per, <laughs> per rush yeah. for a total of 24 yards for the game. 24 yards in so the I mean, of course, it's including sacks and all that. But still, that tells you what you need to know. No, I agree. I agree. The other thing is, you have been complaining about this. We complained about it the last few years. Now we have a new group, we have a new coaching staff, and we're still having the same issue. With dropping the ball at wide receiver. Now, now here's the thing. Now you said solid. I'm not
0: saying that we. You, uh, you said know very what? Solid. Who dropped the ball? But here's the thing. Sam right. James dropped. But who else dropped? Sam James dropped like three passes. Sam James dropped. That's the only one I really noticed. Like the uh, Bryce Wheaton pa- dropped one. I don't know. The
1: past years, our whole receiving there were six. There were six drops for the was game. It? Was there? There were six drops for the game because if Austin Kendall had had all those, or he had maybe it was six.
0: Yeah, six drops for the game. I'll say for me past games I've seen the whole Which would have court. taken him from 72 percent to 78 percent completion I'm saying like the I, I, past years I saw the whole uh, uh receiving court drop in passes this game I felt like Tavon held on uh Tevin held onto the ball uh TJ Simmons uh I, uh Ryan uh what's his name the other receiver from Temple Sean Ryan Ryan uh Mr. Ryan I was called Mr. Ryan Miss Ryan I think had a drop. And Sam James had the dropsies. I didn't feel like it may have been a complete receiver core thing. I felt oh, like it was and Kennedy more, McCoy dropped. I felt like more, it was more, I'm sorry, Sam James. The dude, the, the dude looked so explosive. You watch explosive. His man could not guard him. He was running around him. And that's what excites us Mountaineer fans. But I will also say, he dropped the ball. He dropped the ball a few times. But I didn't feel like it was a whole core receiving thing. I mean, like I
1: said, I think it was. And... and Neil Brown talked about the offensive line. He talked about false starts, and he and he talked about missed, uh, missed assignments, and he put that on one person. He didn't say the name, but he said he put that on one person. When he talked about drop passes, he didn't put it on one person. So I, I
0: think – I got to go back and watch the game again on, yeah. on TV. I'm just telling you what I thought like out the gate. What I mean I felt like they were solid all around and well coached is turnovers is one of the big things. We didn't have one turnover all game for nope. our offense. And, we, and also, not only did we not only have – yeah, we didn't have any that should have been turnovers. Yeah, yeah, that—that's the thing too. Yeah, there sometimes no, if like you throw it right to the defense, and they drop the ball. We didn't see that.
1: Yep, there were no interceptions that should have been. There were no fumbles that we recovered ourselves. We took care of the ball. Well coached team. All right, that's
0: one. Then for me, we took away three, three. We had three turnovers. Yep. Against them, we're two, plus three so far. Two on defense, one. That on is great coaching. Teams. You look especially. T- but go- speaking of turnovers, did you see the turnover helmet?
1: I looked for it. I didn't see it.
0: That's right. I don't know if I did.
1: I didn't see he it. He said they were going to keep doing and I haven't it. haven't seen pictures of it? I maybe seen video they didn't it.
0: find it before
1: the game. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Somebody correct us if we're wrong, but I did not see the turnover Al
0: helmet. Al Pogue, when he was on here on his interview, said they were going to keep the turnover helmet. And he
1: made it sound like they had a special
0: update to it. So maybe I just missed it, but I didn't see it. I did not see the turnover That's helmet. That's a good point. Wow. In fact, I should have tweeted it. I about saw the new Miami chain. But but <laughs> three oh five. But I I didn't see 305, that three oh five left them at zero and one. But also, like I said, we so we had three turnovers against them. When I talk about well, uh, good coaching, the kickoff coverage, the punt coverage, everything was very very solid. We blocked a kick on special teams. That's big time. We didn't. Darius Stills did. Shout to our boy Darius. That's Stills. right. We we had a big block, and and. Uh, Maybe maybe <laughs> when we return yards we didn't have a whole lot but I just felt like we were very solid all the way around. We, we covered well on on our on our special teams. That's team. what I'm saying. We, we missed,
1: missed for on one and that was in the second half. We missed one field goal but
0: it was a long field goal. He had enough leg though. It was a 49-yarder. He had plenty of leg. He just missed it wide left. He missed it wide that happens sometimes but like I said my my favorite thing about this taken take away from it is the thing we lacked in other years under the Dana era era was discipline. And I feel like all the way around, it was pretty solid. Offensive line, eh, but everywhere else, pretty solid. Offensive lines
1: are pretty big, eh, but you're right. I agree with you. And I liked what I saw. Um, I also feel like there is a possibility that we did not show all of our cards
0: on Saturday. No, that's funny because you told me that. I was like, you think you will hold, hold, hold back? And you're like, Neil Brown is not a guy. Who will hold back? Well, it seems like he said afterwards in press conferences, it's exactly what he did. Yep, you're right. I was wrong. I thought, especially against James
1: Madison, where we were only seven point, seven and a half and point by the end line, the first line being five and a half point favorites. I didn't think he would hold anything back. What did he say? He, that they ran four, we ran four plays? Essentially, yeah. Essentially, we didn't run, all, we didn't run anywhere near all the plays that we're going to run. Now, he, he doesn't run a lot of plays. That's something to know about their offense. Neil Brown doesn't run a lot of plays. They run a few plays, but they run them perfectly. That's the plan. That's that's what they set out to do. So the question really ends up being, um, will the different looks make a difference when we get to Columbia? But, of course, that's a different conversation.
0: Yeah. I also feel, I feel like it's a big deal, if you look at the pressure that the defensive line was able to get on James Madison. That's what we've blocked in the past. The defensive line being able to break through and actually get pressures to get sacks. Dante, Darius, um, the dude from Michigan. Ruben uh, Jones had two Reuben sacks. Ruben Jones. Um, it's just the pressure that they applied. Granted, last year we saw the big man in the, uh, Bigelow doing his thing. Yep. But I feel for me it was uh, encouraging to see our defensive line again show up and show that they can get to the quarterback. I love seeing Jeffrey Pooler out there. I love seeing Taj Austin out there.
1: I love seeing them get all those guys rotated. The linebackers look good. Josh Chandler looked the best, 14 tackles. I say he looked the best, but the interesting thing about Josh Chandler is he didn't rate the highest on Pro Football Focus, um, On Pro Football Focus's measurement of essentially how efficient or how, how well you played. Um, Diamante Lindsey and X-Relo, both at linebacker, were ahead of Josh Chandler um, on, as far as Pro Football Focus is concerned. But Josh Chandler leads the Big 12 in tackles at 14, even though Kenneth Murray, who should have been a Mountaineer, thanks Dana, we'll talk about that later, um, was close with thirteen. So overall, I think it was a it was a it was an acceptable start to the season. A win is a win is a win.
2: You and know, when
1: you when you look at Tennessee, who was a twenty eight point favorite, I believe, and they lost to Georgia State at home, FCS loss. When you look at Wyoming beating Missouri, which we're going to talk about a lot more later. When you look at um Boise State coming back to beat Florida State which granted that's not power, that's again G5 versus Power 5 but it's not FCS
0: win the game a win is a win is a win i think you know what i was talking about i was talking to somebody else about this too i think this win will be different than last year's Tennessee win and what i mean is we came in super hyped for this Tennessee game we won the game we came away feeling great probably came away from the Tennessee game feeling better than we did about this win but I think in the end, JMU is going to be a better squad than Tennessee. Last year, yeah, TAMC, no, Tennessee was terrible. And we look back like, uh, how much of that win, win really mean? JMU, though they're FCS, I think we're we'll going to look back at this win like, wow, look at them. Every week they're putting up 60 points and shutting people out. I think we bet be a quality team because we're disciplined. And the reason why I say it's because we're disciplined, because imagine if the turnover ratio was flipped. If we turn the ball if over the turnover ratio is flipped, we lose by two touchdowns. That's what I'm saying. And that's exactly what I'm Probably. saying. Probably, so so it's. I just think that this is going to be a more solid win by the end of the year. By when we go through the season, maybe not in the view of the pollsters. I'm talking about as a program. This is a more quality win that I think a lot of people realize. No, I agree, and I think people. I think people in the program feel that way. Oh,
1: okay. So somebody's Cody Moyer said he saw it was there. He said by the comp case next to the QB phone. So the turnover helmet was there. So. That's what we're told, Cody Moyer. If you're lying, then then you
0: shall be dealt with. I'll be honest with you, man. I'm gonna I'll be real with you, Brandon. I was burning up, hot at the game. I was burning up hot at the game. Sweat. So I was watching the game. I was into the game, but I was so hot, I was sitting there trying to fan out as much as I could. I had no time to look on the sideline to see if they was putting on No, moments. I kept
1: look. I kept looking for it. So I, I mean, I was hot too, but it wasn't that bad. I didn't think. I was burning up, man. The students thought it was too hot. They were
0: all out. Like, what do you think about the students? They keep going on and on, but the students, look, the students going to be who the students are, Okay. I don't agree. Quit selling them. Quit giving them tickets. But is this like every program, or is this just West Virginia?
1: I don't think it's just West Virginia.
0: And it's not just this year. It's been the past. I don't
1: think it's just this. It has year. It's it's been forever. Not, forever. It's been like this for a long time. So so. It's been like this for too long. Something needs to be done. Something needs to be done. It looks bad. Like they said, somebody somebody suggested that maybe you put the students on the press box side. That way when they show camera angles, camera I do. Reviews, I agree. It with doesn't that. look like an empty stadium. That
0: one hundred percent. I agree. Put so, them on the press box side. But Something needs to be done. So.
1: But anyway, that's our basic thoughts. We're going to get to talk. We're going to let's talk about Missouri now because we're going to do why we hate Mizzou. But until we do why we hate Mizzou,
0: we can talk about Missouri. Go ahead.
1: What do you think? Worth worth thirteen and a half point dogs, fourteen and a half by some sports books. I thought
0: it was down to seven. Um, No,
1: it is not down to seven.
0: Fourteen point dogs. I'm going to just say this. I know that's why I put out the poll. Football is about matchups. Sports is about matchups. Yeah. But I can't help but feel
1: (laughs) like you always
0: feel all the way up. You lost to all right, all right. This is not why we hate. I'm just saying they lost to Wyoming. They lost to Wyoming. I'm gonna say my convoys. They lost to Wyoming. Yes. And I would be I'd be way more pressed and anxiety written had they not just lost to Wyoming. Yeah, but does that make it worse? Like are they hungry now? Are they angry now? Are they more focused now? Kelly Bryant, you just came from Clemson. Yep. You won the national championship. Got rings without you. It was a big deal. You <laughs> didn't have a ring. That's not Let's save those last save three it. Days. Save it, save uh, it. Um, how more motivated can you be? Trevor Lawrence took your spot. Trevor Lawrence, you know what I mean? And so now you go to this new school, and you're like, look, I'm going to prove myself. Here we go, Kelly Bryant 2.0. And I'm not saying he's the reason why they lost, but you lost to Wyoming.
1: They lost in Laramie.
0: How much more motivated can you be? I'm sorry. So, yeah,
1: I don't know. I know that they gave up nearly seven yards a carry, or about seven yards a carry, nearly 300 yards rushing to Wyoming. JMU's stated goal was to be the number one leading rusher, rushing team in the FCS, and we held them to under four yards a carry. Um. We only had 1.4 yards of carry, so it's, it's going to be the team that can't run versus the team that can't stop the run. The question is, we're going to find out real quick something about somebody. Somebody said that we're going to find out something about somebody, and I don't know what I don't know what we're going to find out because I watched our team. We weren't physical, and Neil Brown said that, so it's not just me saying that. Neil Brown said we just weren't physical, and he and he said it wasn't just the line; it was the receivers as well. T.J. Simmons on the first play from of the game offensively gets thrown out the way, and his man makes the tackle um, in the backfield for a loss. And I love T.J. Simmons, a little foo-foo, so don't act like – I mean, I'm not trying to act like say anything bad about him. I'm just saying he he's not an offensive lineman. Those are places that we could improve. There were times when we had receivers, and that's why – that blocked so well, which is why we were as successful as we were um, back in the Rich Rod days especially. So we're going to find out.
0: But, Shout out Darius right now, young jock.
1: Yep, we're going to find out. Brandon Miles, about to find out um, what this team is made of um, and the coaching staff, how well they motivate how well they can keep this team focused, how well they can make the adjustments that need to be made in order to improve. Because that's one thing you expect from game one to game two, the biggest improvement, I would think, especially since you went all off season without hitting, without playing. Now you get into the, to the season, you're actually hitting, you're actually playing. Um, before I wasn't always confident that we were going to make strides with Dana. Now I am confident because that's what this coaching staff has proven. They have a track record of that. Blake Siler. Special teams coach, track record of being a great special teams coach. What did we get? Excellent special teams. Vic Koning, track record of being an excellent defensive coordinator. What did we get? Really good defense. Um, and Neil Brown has proven that he can be a good offensive coach. So we're going to find out what this team is really made of.
0: What we also found out is that some teams just are always going to be the same teams. Tennessee, looking at you, kid. Yep. Some teams are always going to be the same team. Uh, Crazy Uncle Lou, shout to
1: LouTube to um, Crazy Uncle Lou. He's like, seriously. And he's like, I'm not trolling. Sometimes I'm trolling. I'm not trolling. You, you have to leave the SEC.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm, yeah. I'm serious. You have to get out of the SEC. No, no. I mean, what are they going to say now? Like every year with a new coach, it's, uh, it's the what same is it? What is it? They I, can't bring I in anybody. I don't know. They spend a ton of money. I just got to tell money. you. They tell spend you. so much money on this
1: coaching staff. But can you imagine Darnell Wright? Darnell Wright would be starting. Darnell Wright and Doug, uh, Doug. Um, Nestor Nestor Those two guys Would be starting For WVU
0: Speaking of Brent Strange Had a touchdown With Penn State Shout out to Brent West Strange West Virginia kid before. Everybody had a touchdown Everybody <laughs> had a touchdown With Penn State
1: 79 points But, but go back Go back to uh... Dougie Fresh, Doug E. Fresh Doug Nestor And Darnell Wright Who I wish the best for
0: Oh yeah Darnell Wright stuck In the mess Down you there know, in Tennessee You know what And he is down there In Tennessee But you know The person I just really But listen I, Doug Nestor They both start out With losses Who Nestor go
1: to? Virginia oh, GT, Tech That's right they both start out with losses when they could have been in Morgantown. But you know what? This place, is a, bo- a place that they act. We actually are need. But here's the thing. Here's yeah. the
0: thing. I want to say about Darnell Wright. Darnell Wright is a good person. But the person that I love the most in his family, his little his little brother. I mean, his brother is just one of, one of a kind. Jeremy so he's dumb. one
1: of a kind. Jeremy saw his brother and his brother's gigantic. Gigantic. Jeremy's talking about him already trying to recruit I, him big I'm with telling WDU. you, the kid can
0: only be in seventh grade, but I know an NFL Hall of Famer when I see it. All right, NFL Robert Davidson and, and, and
1: Jeremy. Robert Davidson and Jeremy Kreitz both said they saw it and it was handed out during the game. So I don't
0: know how I okay, missed it, but okay. I looked for it and I just he's, didn't talking, see he's, it. About, he's talking about the turnover hat. The turnover helmet. has sorry. been confirmed.
1: Has been confirmed. So I'm glad it was there.
0: Uh, but also lowercase p goes down i'm telling you it was a good weekend it for was a good weekend lowercase p goes down uh, i just i just don't get it all these kids who just funnel into pit they get the talent why, they steal why, the talent why? who's that kid the offensive line who picked pit I, I, no idea what in the world i hope he hasn't signed his letter i'm just saying
1: he hasn't signed his letter It's a verbal but and you can be sure that our guys haven't stopped but i just don't get it i don't get it either Pitt but it goes get, down virginia tech goes
0: down tennessee goes down
1: Houston goes down. Houston goes way down. Could have been worse. Should have been yep. worse.
0: No, It looked like classic Dana to me, actually. That game's classic Dana.
1: Yeah, except for there was no high-five for Jalen Hurts, believe it or not. Yeah,
0: or there was no uh, yelling and, and throwing of the mic. Of so, the
1: headset. Headset. For once. Um, but Yeah, well, that's it for this segment. We're going to talk about do we hate Dana? Should Mountaineer Nation hate Dana next? Coming up next.
0: Ratnaval!
1: Big shout to Shrinkables! Shrinkables! Supporting the RVK partnership since day one. Hey, this is Brandon from the Raspy Voice Kids. We are now teamed up with SeatGeek. SeatGeek, the place to go and get your tickets for any live event that you want to be a part of, especially if you're a sports fan. Use code Raspy Voice. R-A-S-P-Y-V-O-I-C-E. R-A-S-P-Y-V-O-I-C-E and you get20 dollars off your first purchase, code Raspy Voice at Seatgeek. Download the app, get to saving now. Do we hate Dana
0: Holgerson? How do you feel about Dana Jeremy? DH? I never did. I never hated Dana. Um, the separation, I felt was mutual. I don't care what came out, it was mutual. Yeah, it was
1: as it was as amicable a split as can I, happen in coaching.
0: I don't like him keeping our name in his mouth so much, but I understand the fact that he was here for eight years. So when you're asked questions about, you know, the past things, like if you if I if, if I talk to you, if I talk to any of you out there and I ask about maybe another job you had or whatever, whatever, you're gonna talk about what was recent. He's been at West Virginia for eight years. So when he pulls on stuff to talk about I think it's almost natural to want it to come out. Now, here's the thing. Coaches are trained, and they know how the media works, so I feel like he should be on his P's and Q's a little bit more to go out of his way to make sure he doesn't offend, and I think he doesn't care about that at all. I think he's disrespectful. Do you? I was not upset when he left. I was not upset And at by all. the way, I'm not saying that's a full thing. There's Sometimes I feel like he was outright disrespectful. I was not but... upset
1: with him at all when he left. I wasn't. I wasn't upset that we lost him. Especially, I was upset that we lost him to a, to a G5 program because I thought it made us look bad. Then we landed Neil Brown, and I didn't care. Um, even though we all know the real deal, which is that Dana wasn't getting that contract renewed. And it just made sense for him to go where he had guaranteed money. That all made sense. That said, once he was gone and started talking in Sports Illustrated and USA Today and everywhere else, that's when I got like, okay, I'm tired of this garbage. You you think Houston so much better? No, no,
0: and that's Houston the thing. being a G five program. And you, he left, and all he did he left, and all he did was make excuses. And Dana knows that Houston is a G five program, and he wasn't making excuses. All he did was leave and blame West Virginia for his for his fault for his, for his inadequacies for his terrible timeout calls and everything for his else. lack of
1: recruiting. For him not when Darnell Wright says a five star offensive lineman in your state says, um when Dana said something Dana said something in an article about you can't we're not going to be able to get the players in state that we need Darnell Wright said you got to try at least which tells you right there
0: he didn't recruit Darnell and Wright and that Neil Brown actually had a chance actually put on a last second we didn't get him but like you, you see the push that they made for him
1: hoping for a transfer proto transfer portal, portal uh right there yes yes um then you add to that Kenneth Murray who's now at Oklahoma who grew up wanting to be a Mountaineer who said that That he reached out to WVU to be recruited by WVU, and he was told that they're not interested. That's the kind of stuff you hear, and you say, "How invested were you in trying to do your job?" And I don't care where you are; hard work works. And I'm not telling you that we were going to be the juggernaut that you want to be, but don't tell me when you go to Houston you're going to be something that you couldn't be. Second of all, you
0: sit there talking about how oh we can't um, we can't recruit what we need uh, in West Virginia. What does that have to do with you having all these receivers and an incredible quarterback and talent all across the board and not being able to make plays? And not, and not a, being able to finish off Oklahoma State. And that's what I'm saying. I'm not even talking about Up the 31 o- to 14 at halftime. That you has nothing I mean? to do with recruiting. That has everything. Iowa with- State, your offense couldn't do anything. And you're going to put it on, oh, well, we couldn't. Re-. No. You that's got you- out coached,
1: period. And it happened repeatedly. And I was a Dana. People called us Dana Stance. People said we defended Dana too much. And I'm going to tell you right now. You were right. I was wrong. I didn't realize that Dana didn't buy in as much. Now, granted, people are like, what is he supposed to say now that he's at Houston? You say, I had an opportunity to come home. When you have an opportunity to come home, you go home. This is home. This is the best fit for me because this is my home. or This is what feels right to me. This is where I was before. This is where I launched my career.
0: Whatever you want to say, keep our name out of your mouth the in a worst disrespectful part is, way. It, especially when it plays like, like this. When it was happening, I was like, okay, let's stay focused. Let's, but now hindsight is twenty-twenty. We did not have a spring game. We did not have a fan day. You know why? Because he didn't care. He didn't care. That's my thing. At the time I thought, well, I don't care if we're going to stay fo- if this means we're going to stay focused and win uh, and, and win this national championship or win this big 12 or compete for this big 12. hindsight after it's over, no we didn't have it because you didn't care. after it's over and after the comments made. And I thought
1: the thing that I find interesting too is the people who cover West Virginia, people who are granted access to West Virginia which uh, those people didn't have anything bad to say about Dana while he was there. When he left, then you started hearing the stories about how Dana showed up late to, to, to events that he should have been not only on time to, but early to. Um, how he didn't stay full-time for, for different events and different things that you would expect a head coach to be an ambassador for. The way that Neil Brown is starting off now. Granted, he may not stay that way, but there's nothing in Neil Brown's history that tells you he's not going to continue to be a man of integrity
0: the way that you see. Do I hate Dana? No. no that, that, like Do those- I want Dana to shut up? Yes. Do I hate Dana? No. Do I want him to win? No. Exactly.
1: Because if he goes to Houston and wins now, then it looks like all of his excuses yep. were right. Yep. If he beats Oklahoma like some of you guys were hoping he would, then all of his excuses look like yep. they're right. The excuses are not right because uh Don Nealon, 1-0 against Oklahoma. Rich well, people want to say retired. Bill Stewart 1-0 against Oklahoma. Oklahoma can be beat by West beaten by West Virginia. We've done it. In fact, we were 2-0 until Dana got here. We're now two and eight because Dana went zero and eight against Oklahoma. So I don't hate Dana at all, but I want him to shut up. And when he runs his mouth, I'm going to run mine because that's what we do over here at the RVK. We keep it a thousand, not one hundred. We keep it a thousand,
0: okay? Yes. He, uh, Brandon, once again speaking on now uh, on group of five teams. I don't do that. I'm not speaking on group of five teams. I'm not talking about Houston. I'm talking about Dana. I know. I know. I'm just saying, like you, you react to the Marshall stuff. You me, I don't, I don't always too react big enough to listen to him. All right, look, look, we too big. Okay. We, we, we power five. We right. a group of five. I don't listen to no Dana. Like Dana can talk all he wants. I look. I, I don't want him to win. It'd be different if I it don't. It I, would be don't be it.
1: if there wasn't a national perception of the things that he was saying as being true. If there weren't kids in our state, but you
0: know. But you know the difference is what when when and it goes away. That's, but in, that's the bottom line. That that's the bottom line. How it's always been. That's why we live and die with our wins and losses here. Because it matters. And the, and the main, the main, um, man, the main antidote to all of this that's ever been said is win. Is win. Neil Brown. Just win, big. Raspy Voice!
1: The Raspberry Voice Kids are brought to you by Swill Dog Hard Cider, the finest hard cider in all of the world. Made right there in Franklin, West Virginia. They are encouraging you to get swill. Responsibly, of course. We also want to give a big shout, a big thank you to our partner and sponsor, Astor Auto of Charleston. The man with the plan is Mr. Jamie Spears. When you want to ride in elegance, luxury, and style, they're the ones to see. They'll treat you right, and you'll be driving better. Make sure you tell them that the RVK sent you. We love our man, Jim Ashley, the quintessential businessman and international world traveler, Jim Ashley. We thank you for being a sponsor and partner with the show we love having you on. Can't wait till you're here again. Taj Sweet, I believe is the way you say his name, is the latest recruit, the latest commit to WVU basketball. Triple Sweet, twenty twenty recruit, um, and it's a, he's a number th- he's a three star, number fifty five power forward, and he's excited to be a Mountaineer. He's excited to have him on. Bobby Huggins is doing a big thing at M- in Morgantown right now. Not only do you recruit. Uh, Deuce McBride and Oscar Schwebe, and you know, live for this current class, but Jeremy, he just got Jalen Bridges.
0: We all know. Four you, star look out man, of Fairmont. You win with horses. Yep. Say what you want. Great coaches. And college basketball is a little bit different than college football because college basketball, you get those four star, I mean, uh, fourth year senior kids who've been in the program. You can compete, especially when you're against younger talent. But when you start getting the horses, yeah, That's all you need to know. You can say what you want, but check the recruiting. Check the recruiting because everybody who's always in the top ten, you know where they finish in the year? The top ten usually. Yep, yep. So, so this is a big thing that, that Bobby's doing.
1: Well, we love it. Um, I love when we keep in-state kids in-state. That's four in-state kids on the roster right now with Jalen Bridges. He's enrolled in school, so that's not even – we're not have to worry about whether or not he's – you know going to be wishy-washy he's supposed to commit on halloween he switched up committed this week it's really great to have that kid in the fold especially after somebody a writer tried to write an article saying he was overrated and we didn't need him
0: yeah, we, we didn't even talk about no that. we didn't we even didn't
1: talk know. about it but how we ridiculous didn't bring, I didn't bring no <laughs> and jalen bridges clearly didn't care so I, I have two points to make one you should never write an article about a high school kid especially an in-state kid like that like that but two recruits don't care guys Everybody who's like you might make him not come to this school. Stop it, Bobby Huggins and the coaching staff and the facilities and the playing time and the all the other things you talk about when you recruit a kid are going to be what determines whether or not a kid comes to a school, not a few morons for, in the press. For the, or the most fans. part, there's there's exceptions to every. There might
0: be exceptions, but it would have to be really ridiculous. Um, like uh, Adrian Payne from Michigan State. Who was all in? Deshaun Butler said. Yeah, he but that's
1: was, part of the recruiting process. What I'm talking about the and, actual recruiting process. And he
0: went to the and he went to the club. And one of the players left him in the club by himself in the middle of Morgantown. Exactly. He so got left in the day, club. They said the next day he drove. Huggins drove him back to the airport, and he didn't say one word the entire but way that's back my to the point. airport. That's part of the recruiting process. That's
1: not a writer. That's not the yeah. media. That's not fans. Those aren't fans. That is just part of the actual recruiting process. When the coaches send you out. With a player that they trust, and he <laughs> leaves you in the club, that's what that's what that's what happens right there. Those, those kinds of things are when you lose recruits. Um, but it's nice. It's really great to see. I'm really glad to see we got another four-star and another three-star. So I'm looking forward to basketball season, even though we're smack dab right at the heat of football
0: season.
1: Right, Why do we hate you? Well, let's say you're a pathetic disgrace. Just like that tiger statue you unveiled at your stadium. Absolute garbage. It looks like an overgrown, underfed, wet rodent. Completely out of place. Just like you in the SEC East. It doesn't make any sense. Another reason to hate Mizzou, another reason why we hate you, is because your rival is Kansas. And I'm not talking about basketball. Your rival is Kansas in football. Football, and you barely hold the lead against them 56 to 55, and you have nine ties. Pathetic. Anybody who has Kansas as a rival that is not in state should just be embarrassed and hide away. But you don't. You claim to be Mizzou. You're from the M I, crooked letter, crooked letter, O U R I. Wyoming does it better. Because they ran for almost 300 yards against you guys. Almost 300 yards you gave up in a loss. The first Wyoming Power 5 win since 2008 when they beat Tennessee. You guys are absolutely ridiculous and we have to play you. You're on our schedule. We've got to go to Columbia to face this nonsense. You're as relevant to the SEC as Nelly is to RAP. Not at all. It's over. Mizzou, boo-hoo. Be gone.
0: I'm telling you, I was amped up to get after you. I was ready and fixing just to give it to you. And then you made our job so easy. Like I had some of the stuff lined up, and then you lose to Wyoming. Wyoming? Like here's the thing. It's one thing to lose to Wyoming, but one the other thing that's almost as bad, Brandon, is that you actually played Wyoming at Wyoming. Who does that? You went on road to play them. That's like us playing Marshall. It doesn't happen. You went there and they spanked you. That's like paying somebody to take your girl. And that's exactly what happened. You rolled up in, in there and they took your Cinderella. They deboed your Cinderella. They said, that's my bike, punk. And now they're the Cinderella because your season's over. Gary Pinkle isn't walking through that door. The last 3 years of being garbage that you've had is what you're going to stay with cuz that's what Odom is, garbage. That's what your program is, garbage. Now you start over new. New quarterback. This guy comes over from Clemson and his name is Kelly Bryant. Kelly Kelly Bryant, I, I, I don't know her. I don't know her. And he and what does he do? He had all year to brew. He had all year to show what he had. He got you got, he had you got so hyped and you come out and lay an egg. Look at it. Trevor Lawrence back in Clemson is laughing. He wins a national championship. He gets a ring. And you, you collect L's like a parallelogram. Come on now. That's all you got. I thought maybe you would come out here motivated, amped up. Not gonna happen, because your program is garbage. Every time you try to do something great, nothing happens. You're in the SEC, but like I said, with Odom, you have nothing. So sit down, because these real mountaineers are coming to you. We know you're black and yellow, but when we come there and we bring the old gold, I promise you, we're going to ice you with the blues.
1: Yeah, you guys need to just recognize what you really are. You went out to Laramie, and you got beat by those yellow and brown rodeo clowns. It's not your year. So be done. Be done. The zoo this is why we hate you
2: just a thought after listening to your guys podcast you were questioning you know whether the turnover helmet was still in existence, and, you know, coming to find out it was, but it just made me think, if you guys didn't see it, I know you were looking for it, um, is the turnover helmet, you know, that big of a deal, and I'm not saying it isn't, because to me, if it motivates the players to go get a turnover, then it's worth it, but I guarantee down in Miami, when they get a turnover, I mean, I've seen it, I saw it in their first game. The TV cameras flock to it. Where's the chain? Where's it coming out at? I guarantee when they're at home, it's on the big board when that guy puts the chain around his neck. At WVU, I didn't see that. I personally saw the helmet on the sideline. I saw him hand it out, but I did not see it on the big board, and I'd venture to say it wasn't on TV. Just wanted to get your all thoughts. Sports Social Podcast Network.
0: 18 plus.